Windows 11 is here. New devices, including those from Lenovo, are as well, with more to come. And with this major OS release, teams like yours do have questions about features, about timelines, about security, and much more. So we've invited Ashley LaFaro, Microsoft OEM Senior Partner Development Specialist, and Bert Kersey, Lenovo Channel Account Executive, onto this Techsperience podcast to jumpstart the Windows 11 adoption conversation. I'm James Hillier. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into Windows 11. All right, Ashley, and I want to start with you and really just take a couple moments here and we'll do a little bit of a primer. I'm sure folks that are listening have been reading about, they've heard about what we're going to get in Windows 11, but in case someone missed it, uh, what are some of the promises? What are a couple of new things that people you know, are kind of starting to get excited and talk about that we're going to see once we do make that move to Windows 11? Yeah, right. So Windows 11 is really an OS that was made for today's world. We've all been remote for over a year now, we've all had difficulties adjusting. This is the OS that was made for this as we enter, you know, kind of a new tomorrow, right? We're not going back. Um, and that has to do mainly, mainly with productivity. So just having a simplified user experience, right? Bring down that digital fatigue and just upgrade those features that were really good in Windows 10, like uh, voice typing and pen and touch. So that way, no matter how you work, you have the tools that you need. Um, and then my favorite is the new snap layouts and snap groups. I don't know if anyone has had any frustrations with their dock coming in and out of work, but just having a layout that matches the screen size that you have and what you need to be most productive. And then having the dock remember where everything was before you left and having it go back is just an amazing experience. And then probably what I'm most excited about is just the interaction um, with teams and just having a collaborative experience and how, how being able to focus on meetings, right? With the dog barking and the lawn mowing and stuff like that in the background, just be able to focus on everyone that's in the meeting and be able to hear everyone is just really great upgrades. That's something I'm looking forward to because I've been a remote worker for about 15 years. So I've seen the whole evolution of right the 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 try to work with each other when y'all aren't with each other, and at times it has been clunky. So I am looking toward uh, seeing what the integration looks like and feels like. But I think that's just going to be a big time saver for so many teams out there. And and Bert, I you know folks may know this or not, but uh, but I'm a Lenovo user. I've been for for many years, and, and Lenovo is the machine that I always have in front of me. And one of the things that's always been improving, and I want to get your take on here from a kind of hardware perspective is there has been a focus on having better audio. There has been a focus on better video. So with this tight integration of teams, because again, this is how we are working these days. What can we expect from Lenovo devices as we start seeing uh, Windows 11 roll out? Well, I'll tell you what, I actually put the, the nail on the head when it came to focusing on the user experience, right? So you know, give me an example. Lenovo's keyboard, uh, we've never been able to ever change it because we did it one year. We took away our track dot and guess what? The crowd went wild and they let us know the feedback came across the board. So rather than doing some crazy changes, it's more about how do we adjust hardware based things? Uh, and I'll go to those things in a moment to really adjust to the, the new world. And so, for example, like you said, audio, um, all of our newer systems are going to be coming with Dolby Atmos speaker systems. We're talking about working collaboratively. We're working from home. We're working in different environments where you got dogs barking, you got babies 
grind. You're maybe be back in the office. If you're like me, you're hoping to get back on the road. Um, be able to have good speakers uh, to be able to clearly hear and collaborate, as well as the ability to have a good microphone that's going to pick up and do some sound suppression, right? Those are massive, massive changes that we said, all right, that's a huge, huge factor when it comes to user experience that our customers and SMB customers are really looking for. Um, you know, addition to that, you've got, we're moving to 16 by 10 uh, aspect ratio. So it's a little bit taller uh, than what we used to see. You know, why is that? Well, people are using documents more. Uh, you know, that is, we've adjusted, we've done a lot of surveys and that is kind of moving to the new standard. So that's enhanced visual audio. Uh, I mean, Wi-Fi 6, you have 5G, we can go on and on. I mean, security, I tell you the security benefits are out of this world. Um, for instance, um, match on chip fingerprint reader. What does that mean? Great question. So the uh, when, when you go and talk security, uh, when you go and use your fingerprint reader, or if you don't use it, Windows Hello, which we can also get into later, um, but the, the fingerprint reader actually connects to a chip that touches before the BIOS. So if your fingerprint reader, your fingerprint does not match what is already there, you're not even getting into the BIOS. So you talk about security when it comes to your devices being all over the place versus centrally located. Um, you know, that's a hardware-based, you know, enhancement as well. And that is a big deal for a lot of teams out there because the, the folks I'm talking to on the IT side of the house are, are definitely saying we, we have so much more to manage and manage in different places, right? We, we're relying on certain, you know, OEMs out there and partners to really, you know, help us on that front. And so, you know, and I think we might be able to jump into a little bit more of that, Bert. All right. So, so that's an overview kind of idea. Ashley, last thing I want to uh, go back on uh, just on, on again, the kind of primer of what to expect. My understanding on some of the things that I've been reading too is just the, the graphic interface is just a little bit different, right? And it, it's, uh, you know, some uh, the coloring schemes are a little bit different and more kind of rounded corners on some of that. I, I think it's going to have more of that feel. What, what can you share on that front? You hit it right on the head. And the biggest thing is just digital fatigue. That was the hardest thing about, you know, coming out, well, not coming out of the pandemic, but, you know, struggling with the pandemic is, feeling engaged about work and just always on email, like everyone's more productive at home, but that that takes a turn and burnout is real. So yes, having those softer edges, having the start menu and everything center, having it be um, intuitive, that was huge with Windows 11. So Ashley, question for you. It, aren't, aren't there, can't we set up different desktops now based off of what I'm using with Windows 11? Custom desktops, absolutely. Custom desktops. Who doesn't want more customization? And, and that especially if you have the same device or bring your own device, um, how great to have a desktop, especially for home or especially for work um, and just be able to separate work, right? You have one project, let's do that on here. Somebody has a question or I need to go to another desk instead of closing everything, let's go to another desktop. Yes, absolutely. We're going to keep the conversation focused business for the most part. That's our audience. We know who we're talking to, but I got to bring it up too, because I got enough gamers in my life. I understand they're doing some Xbox integration or some things that uh, Microsoft has learned from Xbox is going to kind of find its way there too. So for that after hours, right, once the work is done, then there are a couple enhancements there. I don't know if you want to touch much on that, Ashley, but uh, for the gamers out there, which I know a lot of our audience probably, you know, straddles both sides. There's some enhancements on that front too. 
Um, always enhancements, um, probably business first in my world, but I'm excited about Android apps coming to the Windows Store, which is huge. So that's going to be great. Yeah. So, so, all right. So there, there are a lot of things out there and, uh, and again, more, you know, you, you can explore more, obviously can uh, chat with us and we'll give you some contact information at the end where you can get, get more information. There's going to be a lot coming out because Ashley, one of the things that I've noticed here is this seems to be a longer runway to launch windows 11. This isn't just like, Hey, guess what? People windows 11 move. Um, that was an older style of changing operating systems way back in the day here. Seems like there's a, a longer plan to get people to be looking at it. Obviously, the announcements came in October 2021. We're going to see, my understanding is more towards the middle of next year and beyond where we might see more of the adoption, that we're really trying to get the word out there to people to have these conversations because we have to talk about what machines can be utilized. What if someone's on, say, Windows 7 and they haven't moved to 10 yet? Is their machine going to be able to handle an 11 and some of these? So what are a couple of the conversations that, that you're understanding is that Microsoft is hoping groups and organizations are going to be having to make sure that as they move to Windows 11, they're doing it at the right time for them as an organization. Probably start with and the support of Windows 10. So yeah, as you're talking as a you know runway, that's going to be October of 2025. So yes, we do have a while, um, but especially when we're looking at this remote work, Right now, Windows 11 isn't available for general availability yet. That's going to be early 2022. But start to look at the devices because that's really what Windows 11, where Windows 11 shines, right? Is that user interface, bringing down that digital fatigue um, and helping people be productive and more secure. So you want to make sure that you have a device that matches. Um, there are some Windows 11 system requirements they do have to take into um, account as well. Um, having a processor that is on the compatible list um, most of the processors are 8th gen or higher. Um, so making sure that you have a processor that'll be supported, making sure you have TPN 2.0. This is great for the zero trust security that's going to be in Windows 11, making sure that credentials and everything are secure. So starting that planning motion as we ramp up, but also don't be caught at the end. Make sure you have this in a future thought. Um, but really with things like the great resignation and stuff like that, keeping employees, retaining employees, attracting employees, you really want to have a great device and this new modern OS. Bert, I know, you know, as people started uh, going home and, uh, you know, that massive transition to work from home 18 plus months ago, a lot of machines that were dusty and in the IT closet found their way back out and a quick fix and sent home because we needed to, right? Employees had to continue working. But that does mean, and a lot of the teams I've talked to, they've got some old machines out there that I'm just assuming, just based on age, no chance that they're going to make it into a Windows 11 world. Um, if I bought a machine in the last year, Bert, am I in a better place that that, that machine is likely to accept Windows 11? Most likely, you're you're spot on. So, and uh, you know, to your point, I was going through the storage container, pulling out machines that were four or five years old to help out employees that had desktops that were now going out there and going to be working from home. And so, there's all kinds of different machines out there, and a lot of them, you know, may or may not be supported. Additionally, if they, you know, if we're talking four years old, it may be a four gigabyte, uh, you know, memory. You know, smaller storage, it's not going to perform the best when you're talking about collaboration. So Lenovo has you covered. Uh, we do have a link that will tell you your upgrade ability to Windows 11. Essentially, all you need to do is Google Lenovo Windows 11 upgrade, 
and it will take you to that site where you can either look by your model machine or put in a serial number to determine is this machine ready or not. Um, so it is a phased approach. Ashley did a good job of, of kind of, you know, highlighting that next year we're not going to see general availability until next year. Um, but we already have machines that are upgrade, uh, have, have Windows 11 capabilities today, um, and as well as it's going to continue to roll out. Um, so Ashley, uh, anything I missed there? Well, one thing I just want to add is we're talking about, you know, retaining employees and attracting employees. That's already expensive, trying to train everybody, everything like that. When you're dealing with older machines, you need to also consider total cost of ownership. Older machines, they tend to run into six times more problems than newer machines. Um, they almost waste 100 hours of productivity time for an employee. You're paying that employee per hour or salary wage per week. You don't want to lose out on that productivity. So not only helping employees be more productive, but making sure you don't have an older machine that could hinder productivity. I'll give the, the audience a little inside baseball here behind the scenes. I was trying to record one of these events recently and we were having major problems with, with the guy's machine. I was like, yo, what's going on? And uh, he was not a connection employee. He was outside the walls. Um, he had an old machine and it was just having the hardest time trying to just get to where we needed to do to get some good audio and the video and connect and, and all that type of stuff. And there was frustration. I could see that this guy, he was just frustrated that couldn't get the work done. And that is something these days, I think impacts a lot of us, right? We're, we are dispersed where we're working now. Uh, we might be working from home. We're trying to schedule things differently so I can do this, but then go take the kids to school and then back from this and then go do that. And, and, and if you're wasting time on an old machine, that could be like, nah, I'm done here. Unless I get something good, I might have to find something because so many of us want to be just productive when we're working. We don't mind working as long as we can be productive out there. And it sounds like a lot of that has been taken into account in terms of, of the launch here. Let me ask you this. Ashley, as I stop, uh, you know, commentating and ask more questions here, what about a team that has uh, recently made a move to Windows 10, right? Because we know people don't jump in right away to everything. So they've they've moved to Windows 10 recently. Um, now they're like, wait a second, Windows 11, what do they need to be considering and talk about? If it's upgrading to Windows 11, it's going to be a lot easier. We're already on a Windows as a service model. So this is not going to be something new like it was with Windows 7. So if you have unmanaged devices, uh, that update will come uh, via Windows update, just like a regular update. Um, if you have managed devices, that'd be through the regular ways that you manage any existing devices. That's how you would deploy the Windows 11 update. So any of those you know, Windows Intune or any of those other tools they're using today will be compatible with Windows 11. And then Ashley, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask, what about the teams that just moved on to Windows 7 because they've been slower to adopt for any number of reasons? What are some of the things they need to be considering? I mean, they're going to be in the same boat for total cost of ownership because the last uh, processor that supported Windows 7 was 6th gen. So that's definitely almost over four years old. So they're seeing those costs. Um, they're seeing additional costs too for being on those extended security updates. It's about $100. Uh, this year will be $200. Next year by the end of 2023. So it's getting really expensive. Um, to move from Windows 7 to Windows 11, that will be a clean install, but that would definitely need to look at the devices um, for system requirements for Windows 11 and obviously all the things we talked about for cost of ownership, but productivity for your employees as well. 
And then the last thing on all the number soup here, uh, what if a team does go back out, they buy some Windows 11 machines, but they say, you know, we still need to be on 10 for a period of time, maybe due to certain applications, things like that. Is there that kind of downgrade ability back to an older OS? You will have uh, downgrade rights with Windows 11, just like you would Windows 10. And all it's all the same management, so you should be able to manage both OSs. All right, good on that. Uh, Bert, let's get back into a, a little bit in terms of security. I want to go back to that because that is uh, something that is a, a big concern for teams out there. My guess, and this is only my guess, but because we had to deploy so many different machines, I have a feeling, and, and this is based on conversations with some teams, that we are going to see a new kind of a reset to the, the, the refresh cycle of machines. There were some teams that didn't refresh. Maybe that, that would have been their plan this year, but they had to do a bunch of other stuff, update the network, other things just to handle the traffic. So I anticipate seeing a lot of teams now saying, okay, good time to just refresh our fleet. Um, in terms of that, from a security standpoint, what are some of the things again, that we can uh, lean on hardware manufacturers, Lenovo to bring to the table to make that easier and integrate with the security that is in Windows 11. Yeah, James, I mean, to, to, you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people have to rethink how they go about and, and what their security policy is. And it's not so much of, you know, what, what do we not have today that we need, but what is available to us today that we can then build into our strategy? Here's a good example. Um, on Lenovo's machines, we have uh, the Husen, excuse me, on Lenovo machines, we have human present detection for zero point login, as well as lock on, walk away. What does that look like? That means, hey, my screen, my IR camera that's built into my Lenovo machine is gonna identify when I'm not paying attention. So if I'm looking away from my screen for an extended period of time, it's gonna blur it out. And that way, anyone who's around it, shoulder surfing, is going to not be able to see anything. If I walk away for a, a certain period of time, and you can set these settings either individually or as the admin, um, it's going to go ahead and lock my screen for me. When I come back, it's going to go ahead and open it back up because you have that ability. Do we really need users to have an individual password or will their fingerprint reader and or their Windows Hello uh, suffice for that, right? And I'll tell you, we've, uh, I've got friends that are twins uh, and they've gone through and they've tested some of these things and it can... I mean, I can't tell them apart. Uh, Brendan and Brandon, uh, you know, I just call them the bees. And uh, it does tell Windows, uh, you know, the, the IR camera will not allow it for one of them over the other. So, you know, that's impressive. Um, you know, how, what is our security policy with there? Additionally, we've got other things, such as if someone's looking over your shoulder, it will say human presence detected in the upper right of your screen, saying someone is looking at, at your screen and it'll let you know. So as I get back into traveling, as you know, a lot of our folks now are uh, you know, working with sensitive information from home. This information was never allowed to go home before, and now it is. So being able to have those different things, being able to have that peace of mind uh, and thinking about what is your strategy to adjust this new environment, it's just huge. Um, lots of good things coming that way. You know, really connections here to help you map those things out. And folks, we definitely want to, and we're going to give you some of that contact information here in just a, a little bit. Uh, but that that I think is is key, and I think a lot of teams, uh, Ashley, are going to be 
reviewing, I, I think we, we are in time again. We're 18 months past the major shakeup from COVID and we all made it through. There was a lot of good stuff that happened on the tech front and there weren't these major technological meltdowns. I expected to see a whole lot more, just being honest at the beginning. And I can't, I, I get a look around and say, man, a lot of IT teams should be patting themselves on the back that they did it. I think now is that reset time. People are reevaluating. Um, so let me ask you this as well. Are there any other, Ashley, considerations for the IT teams? Um, do they need to be looking at their networks at all in terms of, uh, you know, rolling out a more robust operating system, an operating system that is going to be allowing for more productivity? Now, are there other conversations that IT should be having and be thinking about as they approach the, you know, kind of Windows 11 era? I think they definitely should, especially around productivity, things like Wi-Fi 6 or 5G. I mean, that's a great thing about using Microsoft software like Microsoft 365 is that it's always on. It's always connected to the cloud. Um, so just because somebody's working at home doesn't mean that they always can't be connected or those Wi-Fi deserts. How do you amplify for that? And maybe widen your uh, range to, to get more diverse employment, right? Um, for people that might not be in the area and having to deal with the technical difficulties that they have there. So another consideration is definitely Windows Autopilot, right? Modern deployment. IT already has enough on their shoulders. They don't need to have devices shipped to them. Spending four hours imaging a device and then sending it to an end user is just not needed anymore, and especially with everyone remote. It's actually more sustainable to have the device shipped to directly the end user, right? Less packaging, stuff like that. And then that way they can also deploy devices to the cloud. It can take just minutes. So just even things like that can lighten their load. Um, and then they could be even more productive again, you know, just minimizing costs and go to those projects that are actually more important for business. So, so Bert, let me ask you this as uh, teams, because, because again, we, we know that it's not going to be an immediate, uh, you know, jump to 11 tomorrow, right? That's not what's going to happen. So they're going to be teams exploring their options. What type of conversations do you anticipate, Bert, you're going to have in, say, the next six months or so as teams come to you and say, hey, we're kind of looking at this Windows 11 thing. What, what should we be looking at? You know, to be honest, as soon as Windows 11 was announced, I already had a schedule full of customers wanting to talk about it. You know, what is the latest in, in reality? I didn't even know at the time. Um, so, so these customers are, are already wanting to know how do we make these things happen. And so... You know, some of the, the common conversations we have are around processor speed or memory or hardware. Um, but really, you know, where we go and steer the conversation is around, you know, what business outcome are you looking to solve for? And I think that's really big with Windows 11 because it empowers the users and the individuals to do so many more things that we're bringing in things like, you know, what is your, you know, what are you solving for in terms of productivity, right? What are you trying to solve for in terms of collaboration? You know, so understanding where everyone is, you know, physically located, as well as where are you on your journey today and where do you want to be in four years, right, when we need to make this transition, and defining how you're going to support your users through that, um, you know, we're here to help take them through that. And so, you know, it's, it may start out initially as, as, you know, what are the hardware-based requirements, but we're quickly going to take that conversation to how do you focus on employee retention? How do you focus on ensuring that your employees that may live from home from here on out, their experience, which probably their only experience with their company is through their system, right? So that is going to be the representation they have of their company. 
Um, you know, if you get something that's old and clunky, it isn't working well, and you're still on Windows 7, or you know, you're just now getting great upgraded to Windows 10, then employee's experience is going to be different. So we're going to help guide those customers through those experiences, through the different outcomes and decisions that they need to make. Um, that, that way, it's going to allow them to be more productive, uh, as well as, you know, the own internal IT team has the ability to focus on other things because this is taken care of. And Bert, there is one thing that I want to touch on with you ever so briefly, and this is ripping straight from the headlines here. And there are some supply chain issues out there. And, and we're seeing those. We understand the conversations I'm having. Some people are saying, hey, that might not really work itself out until you know mid to later 2022. Uh, and, and that involves everything, whether it's cars, whether it's washing machines, whether it's computer gear. Um, is, is there something uh, that, that Lenovo is looking at in terms of the supply chain issues out there and in, in trying to get ahead of so that as customers do make that move to Windows 11, they say, we do need new machines. Lenovo is going to be out there trying to say, yeah, we're going to get you those as quickly as we can. Yeah, James. I mean, you know, let's call out the elephant in the room. The reality is we thought we were going to be out of the situation long before now, uh, you know, whether that be the IC constraints or you know, the pandemic, um, we're, we're still in it. And so we're still working through those things. You know, I will say, um, you know, we are prioritizing, you know, getting product available in, in for any customer to be able to pull from is the most important thing, right? So, and specifically at Connection, we are bringing in product to their warehouse on a daily basis. And that's unique to Connection, right? Um, so we have product available to help with those short-term needs, but really it comes down to long-term planning. Um, you know, anywhere from three to six months, depending on what it is that uh, a customer needs to look for um, is really where we need to start looking. So. We've been doing that for a long time. It's nothing new. It's not like we're, we're, we're shedding any bad news here. If anything, it's shedding light on the fact that we do have things available today, as well as, you know, we're here to help you plan three to six months out um, as we still work through these, these situations. So in terms of what are we doing to, to help it out? We've got new suppliers. We've got different component makers that we're bringing on. We're bringing a lot of things in-house. Uh, you know, already we own the majority of our supply chain. So being able to flex and be flexible there it's just what we're doing. So we'll keep working those things out. But overall, I think uh, our customers, especially the small and medium business customers, are doing a very good job of being flexible. And Lenovo has been, uh, for the most part, extremely been able to uh, facilitate that as we you know, work through it. So you know, give your connection team a call, ask for your Lenovo team, and uh, we've got something for you for sure. All right, Bert. Well, thanks for those insights, folks. Definitely an issue on the supply chain that we at Connection are keeping our eyes on. Team Lenovo doing so as well. And all of us keeping our eyes on the Windows 11 rollout. We do expect to share more with all of you in the coming weeks and months. But for now, we'll pause the conversation. Bert, appreciate your time today, sir. Thanks, James. Appreciate you. Ashley, appreciate you as well. Thank you. Appreciate your time. And folks, appreciate you as well for tuning on in. As always, please like, share, and subscribe to our Tech Experience podcast series on your favorite podcast platform. Also, please reach out to your account managers at Connection with any questions you have, Windows 11 or beyond. Also, visit Connection.com for the latest industry news and insights, and of course, all of your IT needs. With that, we're going to wrap it up. James Hilliard wishing you all the best, and we do look forward to talking to you all down the road.